0: Welcome to another episode of Sailor Snacking, the podcast where we talk about the 1990 Sailor Moon and have a yummy snack. I'm Jen, and as always, I'm joined by Tracy. Hi, listeners. Say hi. Uh, Tracy, why don't you tell us about this week's snack? So today's snack, I believe, is, uh, I want to say it's a
1: Japanese-flavored Lay's, and they come in, so we grabbed... Lay's Potato um, chips. (laughs) Yep, blazed potato chips uh, Cherry blossom lychee flavor Um, It's called sparkling cherry blossom and lychee flavor I'm not sure what makes it sparkling But we'll go from there Um, And then we also have a white grape soda flavor
0: Yeah, I'm very intrigued I haven't opened the sealed Ziploc bags that you gave me these chips in So I'm like, I don't even know what they smell like And I'm intrigued
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just like, listen to that crinkle. Anyways, so I'll come later.
0: <laughs> and as always, we are joined by a special guest, and today we have Arianna. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your history with Sailor Moon?
2: Absolutely. Um, so, like a lot of people, I grew up watching the 90s English dub as it came out, so i um, you know, Serena's shrill voice is part of my psyche at this point. <laughs> I, I really loved it. And um, as I've gotten older, it somehow has stuck around as part of my identity. It started my lifelong love of anime. It informed a lot of my uh, tastes in art and fashion and beauty. And uh, like I said earlier, um, <laughs> people seem to sense that I like Sailor Moon without me even telling them that I like Sailor Moon. Like People just guess, and I'm like, yes, it's true. I love Sailor Moon a lot, and uh, it's at the point where like everyone in my family knows, all my friends know, and my husband actually proposed to me with a cosmic heart compact. So it's it's definitely a a deep part of my life. It's That's somehow, awesome. it's, it's. I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. I love the um the themes of like friendship, realistic female friendships on screen. I love how um all the characters are like real girls they feel like real girls that you would know and something about the series in general is just like extremely tactile to me like I love like the glitter and the gemstones and the costumes and even like the outfits that the girls wear like day to day like all of it just feels like inherently 90s and inherently something that like I wish that I had
0: (laughs) yeah one of the things I really love about this show is the costumes and the fact that typical animation at least North American animation Um, your characters are almost always in the same outfit every single time you see them, unless there's like a magical transformation and they turn into a superhero costume. But other than that, if they're animated they wear the same clothes all the time. And uh, I love that um, in Sailor Moon when they're not their Sailor Senshi form, they wear different clothes, different outfits. And I think that goes back to the creator, uh, Naoko Takeuchi. Uh, She really was heavily influenced by fashion at the time. So I think that her influence with fashion really bled through into the anime, which I love, because then you get to do little, like, oh, that outfit's so cute.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I really love how um, a lot of her, like, you know, standalone artwork pieces for the show, like, she just straight up takes outfits from the runway and puts them on her characters, which I think is amazing.
0: Yeah, that one of uh, Pluto... Um, yes satsuna <laughs> in the green outfit with the chains oh my god i love that outfit so good <laughs> and all of like in the in sailor moon are the the um oh what are the sisters called the area uh, anyway the four sisters i can't remember what they call them uh all of their fashions are are like runway fashions too and like haute oh, couture it's yeah. wonderful
2: <laughs> and I, I love how like nowadays people are getting really into the outfits like you see a lot of like aesthetic posts on t- like Twitter and Tumblr and stuff like that and I really love how um Rey's pink overalls have become like a moment online like people love that outfit yeah of me wearing like pink overalls with a white t-shirt like it's a really cute look yeah. uh, and maybe I've just noticed it because Sailor Mars is my favorite scout
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you yes. big Sailor Mars fans. <laughs> Huge Sailor Mars fans.
2: And I'm sure that, like, whatever I say, um, you guys have, like, talked about before. That's okay. Um, but I just, like, ever since I was little, I was obsessed with her. Like, of course, from an aesthetic sam- standpoint, it's, like, the hair and the high heels and, like, her very dynamic color palette that was appealing to me as a kid. Mm mm-hmm. um, I think yeah, that the she The purple has- and the red. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like instantly iconic. Like her hair was so long. Like it's longer than like Minakos and stuff like that. Um But I really liked how she had like psychic powers and she had crows that were like her friends and uh how she's extremely passionate. I liked that she fought with Usagi. <laughs> um yeah, I just thought that she was just an interesting, dynamic personality in the show.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, And I think that in the episodes we're going to watch today, we can talk a fair bit about the uh, relationship between Usagi and Rey. Because, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So the first episode we were going to watch today, or we did watch, we're going to talk about, Mm -hmm. is uh, Usagi versus Rey, Nightmare in Dreamland. Um, So this one, oh, actually, the dub name was just Nightmare in Dreamland. So they actually did a pretty good job of changing the, of uh, taking the name over. Uh, And then we will have our usual snack break. And then our next episode will be, I want a boyfriend. The luxury cruise ship is a trap. (laughs) What (laughs) a the names. (laughs) Uh, So do we want to get right into it? Yes. Sounds good. Okay. So nightmare and dream. And I love this episode. (laughs) So this is the episode for people who aren't watching along with us is the episode where, uh, Usagi and Ray and Ami go to Dreamland Amusement Park because people are missing, have gone missing, and uh, they decide to investigate. And uh, Usagi obviously is distracted by the fact that she's in an amusement park, and Ray gets really angry at her for most of it because she's trying to focus on their mission. And I love how Amy is just like, okay, bye, I'm going off with the cat. (laughs) You guys work it out um so yeah uh, initial thoughts and impressions about this episode uh i just really like how
2: from like a genre standpoint that the girls are like doing like gumshoe detective type work (laughs) they're always just like you know they're like getting together like something's up like let's check it out like very nancy drew very like you know superhero scoping up the scene type thing um and it just adds to the argument that the Sailor Scouts are, like, the best superheroes that have ever existed. So
0: <laughs> I feel like when, when Ami got introduced to Sailor Mercury, uh, Luna was probably like, oh, good, finally, one with rational thought. <laughs> and then Mars shows up and she's like, oh, good, now there's two of them to help control Usagi." Phew, it's not just me.
1: <laughs> but you'll yeah. find a lot in this episode that Luna spends a lot of time trying to, like, get... Usagi and rate of focus, right? Because they're constantly
2: at each other, like, bickering.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, their um, opposite personalities, like, really let them clash a lot, which is great because, like, we need that kind of, we can't all be happy all the time. Like,
0: the bickering is part of friendship. Yeah, it, to me, it makes their relationship seem a lot more like sisters than friends, Um. Which is good because I mean it still means that they have that deep love and res- well maybe not respect but they have that deep love <laughs> and caring for each other, <laughs> but they can they can bicker and uh, but you know deep down they 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 know that they're there for each other like sisters, so I feel like the relationship between Usagi and Amy or Ami is definitely more friendship, um, where they're trying to connect to each other on um more of a, a friendly basis and like a Uh, sort of shared interest but not really like Usagi's trying to guide Ami into the world but Rei and Usagi is definitely sisters
2: (laughs) yeah for sure and uh, as a kid I was like pretty serious I liked taking things seriously and getting stuff done and so like that feeling of like telling someone like oh you need to like smarten up and like getting distracted by it it was something really relatable for me (laughs) I was definitely like sure. the the mom of the group always.
0: <laughs> See, and I was and probably more the Usagi in this case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's definitely like Ray. She like takes charge, right, of the situation, and she wants to be in charge. She's always like telling, making Usagi feel
0: like she's a child, especially in this episode.
2: And they're all fourteen. <laughs>
0: But I was having i I watched these uh, I watched the episodes every week with Karina, who's been on their show before, um, partly as a catch up because she's not in the same city as me, and also because you know it's nice to get her opinions of every show. And we had a good discussion about how Ray is a very mature, older fourteen, and Usagi is a very young fourteen. So, no, they don't really go into Mars's. Or into Ray's past, I don't think, in this, but in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the live action one, and uh, in the manga, I think they go into more of Ray's past and how she basically had to take care of herself growing up because her father, I don't, I think her mother passed away. I'm not entirely sure, but her father is a diplomat and is never home. And that's why he lives, she lives with her grandfather at the temple. So she's basically been on her own and had to deal with. Raising herself, and I think that's part where her seriousness comes from. Whereas yeah. Usagi's got the whole family; she's had a more carefree childhood.
2: Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's a, a little bit different than uh, in the manga than in the anime. But like I know that in the manga, like they talk about how um, like her past with like a certain guy has like made her really distrustful of men, um, and how. She feels like being on her own is, like, the safest thing she can be, mm-hmm. uh, which is very serious, but also, like, not unrealistic.
0: No, definitely not. But it goes back to what you were saying before about how every character that they introduce isn't just a carbon copy of another character. They all have their own, uh, they're all very realistic portrayals of, of girls, exactly. different types of girls. Yeah.
1: I just want to know, like, what kind of past because I haven't read the manga, but what kind of past would a 14-year-old have with, like, another guy? They're just so <laughs> young still, right? But it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's
0: so dope. Yeah, they've all had tragic, <laughs> r- romantic pasts, except for a couple of them. <laughs> well, mostly, just pretty much Usagi and Ami haven't. I don't think Ami has. It's been a while since no, I read No, she's the
1: always... She's like more interested in the studying. She's <laughs> yes. like, I'm just gonna go read this book over here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but if I recall correctly, like Ray was also like an extremely studious kid. And like, that's why she's in an all girls school. Cause she's yeah. like, I'm gonna be like super serious. I'm gonna get into really good school. And she studies a lot. So she's just like overall like a powerhouse of
0: like, I'm gonna do it. So, yes, yes. she's <laughs> definitely the most uh, confident and assertive of them. Uh, I even think once we get into Makoto uh, Sailor Jupiter, she's uh, Makoto kind of presents herself that way too, but not quite as extreme as Ray.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ray goes hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Makoto still has the softer side where she can be, she can show compassion and empathy, and Ray just does not. <laughs> exactly. Not often. She does occasionally. You get that softer side of Ray, but it's not often. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, they, so this episode, they go to Dreamland. Um, I love the design of the princess of Dreamland. Oh my God, she's I was just so about to talk pretty. about
2: that. <laughs> they did not have to go that hard on her design, but they did, and I love
0: that. Yeah, she's so pretty. Uh, and I love, since we were talking about fashion a bit, I love the outfits that they're wearing in this episode. The uh, I'm looking at pictures on uh, SailorMoonFandom.com. Mm-hmm. Um, ray has got her yellow top tied up with a green turtleneck underneath and pants.
1: Yep. It made me yep. think that I need to pull out some some things in my
2: wardrobe. I'm like, I could rock that. You could rock that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all wearing pretty amazing outfits. Like, mm-hmm. I just love the color palettes. It looks like actual clothes you could buy. Yes. It's just so yes. Good.
0: And, sure. you know, speaking with color palettes, they did a good job of tying in the clothes that Usagi, Rei, and Ami are wearing in with the palette of Dreamland itself—like yeah. they're all kind of wearing the softer pastel-y type colors. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I found I found Amy, Ami's outfit a little interesting because she's like they're going to an amusement park, and she's wearing like a pencil skirt and a dress shirt and a cardigan. <laughs> it's a bit much. She always dresses like that. She does, though. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's very professional to be going to an amusement park. <laughs> yeah. And uh, interestingly enough in Japan, like going to an amusement park is like like top tier date locations. Oh yeah. Like if you go to an amusement park, like you're supposed to be going with the guy, you're supposed to go like all day, it's supposed to be really like fun and cute. Um so I like that they're all going together.
0: <laughs> I like that 50 people have disappeared and the park is still open. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> We're sure they're fine.
1: Oh, yeah. And then at the beginning, Jedi's telling the reporters, oh, like the same amount of people who came in or the
0: same amount of people who left. Okay, bye. <laughs> and just literally pushes them all in a clump out the door. <laughs> I was like, that's how you deal with paparazzi. <laughs> just out you go.
2: Yeah, Juba Tokyo is just like, yeah, we just have all these problems with people disappearing all the time, but it's fine. <laughs>
0: We're just going to roll with it. Just roll with it. Every episode where they're like, if there's a sale, don't go. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> go to a different district and buy stuff. Don't buy stuff in Juban.
1: <laughs> if there's something new, stay away. Wait for those Yelp reviews to come out.
0: Oh, my. We should write Yelp reviews for all of the, the uh, companies, the stores that have the big sales in Jedi schemes. <laughs> a um, clock passed out for 5 days do not <laughs> do not recommend
2: <laughs> yeah google reviews would put the, everyone
0: out of business like
2: yep. no store in this town is safe
1: right but that's the difference with the 90s with when these episodes are coming out you couldn't do like a personal review the internet wasn't as popular as it is now that's how they got away with it
0: <laughs>
2: yeah exactly um, I really like that Luna isn't the only one who can like detect bad vibes now because we have Ray who's like a psychic in her real life and can also be like, hmm, something is not cool here.
1: Yeah. It's almost like Usagi's the only one who can't sense a bad feeling because even Ami can sense some things sometimes. Not as strongly as Ray or Luna, but she can tell when something's a bad, a bad deal.
0: And I think that kind of speaks to Usagi's personality of literally always seeing the good in people, which is definitely one of her strengths. So I don't think Usagi, which is probably not great for a superhero, that she can't always detect danger because she's so confident in every the goodness of everybody.
1: <laughs> she has no spider sense whatsoever.
2: <laughs> None. No. But like her greatest power is her ability to love, right? So yeah. it's kind of like ties into that. Like she has no suspicion
0: yeah and later on in, in in most of the other seasons finales especially of Sailor Moon it's that um, that compassion and that love of that seeing the good in other people that ends up actually saving a bunch of the villains um, especially oh I don't want to spoil the end of Sailor <laughs> Stars um, but <laughs> oh my god I love Sailor Stars anyway
2: <laughs> can we We're get not- into like the animated animals <laughs> Because I think oh, they yeah they
0: are so, so cute. cute.
2: And so deeply 90s in style. Yeah. I love them. Especially
0: I love like them. the wild pigs. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I love the little tiny pigs.
1: <laughs> they were so cute. And then like the sound they made when they're walking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so cute.
2: <laughs> like really they made it perfect. Like I love how everything in the world is just so tied to feminine sensibility it's like let's make these cute af like let's make a panda drive the train
1: it's so cute so cute oh i would i would definitely get caught in this dreamland like if someone was like hey there's a dreamland with these animatronic animals and these rooms full of sweets i would be like bad guys who cares let's go people are going missing people are going missing it's okay there's pie
0: yeah i'm in i'll go missing as long as i get pie (laughs) right but uh, going back to the panda train um that's where we uh see mamaru again (laughs) or Mamoru. he's just riding around on the train (laughs) yeah i don't know what's up with this guy's social life but like (laughs) it's strange
2: (laughs) And I love that she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, don't, don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to talk about
1: it. <laughs> it's because he's investigating as well. And I think it's amazing that Ray's like, hey, doesn't he look like Tuxedo Mask? And Usagi's like, no way, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> it's like she doesn't even see it.
0: Yeah, not yet. <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of think that he ended up on the train because he had a Tuxedo Mask moment where maybe he was like, because, you know, he kind of loses time as Tuxedo Mask. He doesn't, Mamoru doesn't know that he is Tuxedo Mask. And I think maybe he had a Tuxedo Mask moment and he just kind of came to himself and he was on this train and Usagi was behind him. And he was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> How do I explain yeah. why I'm riding this train? Let's deflect and make fun of her hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, such a good episode. And I love the design of the of the princess when she turns evil, too.
1: Oh, it's, it, it's so creepy, and it really feeds into like if you have a fear of like creepy dolls, because she does it. She pulls it off really well. Mm-hmm. The monster's name is Morido, I believe.
2: Yeah, Morido. this is, this is yeah. a case of like puppets are evil. <laughs> yeah. Back like for the sure. Goosebump days where like uh, Goosebumps puppet was like the worst thing that ever appeared in my nightmares. Um, but still like a cute design like it's a pretty cute design. Yeah, she
1: she is pretty cute to start with and yeah. and that helps to like but it's also part of that like dreamland facade, right? Because that's not how who she really is. It's it's the monster.
0: Mhm. I like that her hair doesn't change. She still has even though she's kind of gone demonic looking, she still has the cute pink hair. Yeah. <laughs> So I just looked up apparently I like this this wiki page. So uh, Murido's Morido's name apparently means lead-free in Japanese, and when her name is reversed, it's the Japanese spelling of the English word dream. Oh uh, Dream. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, ah cool. That's neat. I always um, say I always say when I'm reading off of this website in case I'm totally wrong, it's not my fault I'm reading it off of the website. <laughs> Yeah, this is a good uh, villain.
2: It is. And I like that we get to see all the girls together for the first time. Yes. Yes.
1: And we start to see that the now that there's three of them, the monsters start to get a little more complex. Like there's... Something about this monster, the fight scenes are more than 30 seconds, and they have to work together as a team in order to defeat the monster. Whereas, like, before this point, it was just, like, Moon Tiara magic, and then
2: the monster is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Queen Beryl and Jade Aid are, like, ready to go in real hard on them. Like, they're aware that they're on the move, and they're both starting to plot against each other. <laughs>
0: Queen Barrow's Mm -hmm. like, so there's three of them now, Jedi. You were supposed to get rid of them. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm working on it. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: And so we start to see the end of Jedi in this episode because Queen Barrow says that he's expendable. Like, don't you think that you're irreplaceable, you know, to the left, right, as Beyonce would say? (laughs) Everything you own in the box to the left. (laughs)
0: yeah that really comes in in the next episode which is uh i love the next episode too these are a good pair of episodes they are yeah yeah super strong yeah um all right anything else you want to say about this one before we move on to our snack break um i think that we're ready for snacks (laughs) awesome sounds good for me so, right, so I what have, are we gonna start with you see?
2: um i only have um i have a one different flavor from you guys i have the cherry blossom lychee sparkling one and then i have cucumber flavor so we're actually going to get to kind of review three flavors today Ooh, <laughs> exciting i have a flavor they're just strange and i'm really excited about it i guess you should start yeah. with
0: the with the lychee cherry blossom then, yeah i'm really excited one. to open this all right all right
2: sprinkle crackle here we go yeah, yeah. It smells so good though. It smells actually it's it does like, smell pretty good. Oh my god, it smells floral. <laughs> it's very floral. Which it's is kind of interesting. Interesting. it smells like what it says it is. Which is yeah.
0: great. I really like that smell. I'm like huffing the bag. That's probably not good.
2: It's really interesting <laughs> though. Um, right. so they look like regular chips. Like they look they like do. they have there's no different colors, there's nothing on them. But they no. smell like flowers and fruits, which is cool yeah. and crazy <laughs> and awesome. Ready? Yeah. Here we
0: go. Oh my God! What? My brain does Ooh. not know how to compute this. <laughs> it's like it's not bad, but it's—I don't know. I
1: like them. They're—you—I can understand why they're called sparkling now because there's almost like a little bit of like um, there's something on the tongue that a makes it.
2: Fluorescence. Yes. <laughs> I actually really like these. (laughs) My brain, yeah, I like floral desserts, so this is kind of my jam. This is amazing. My brain went.
0: (laughs) What? Actually, that's not bad. Wait, that's kind of weird. Wait, that's kind of good. And now it's kind of just spinning. I've got the the (laughs) the spinning loading wheel going on. My brain does not know what to make of these chips. I think I like them.
2: I mean, like, I don't think I've had a lot of um sakura flavored desserts in the past to like identify the flavor when i'm tasting it but it does smell floral but on the tongue i think it's very fruity
0: it does taste a lot
2: like lychee
0: it does taste a lot like lychee Mm -hmm. i don't know if i could eat eat the whole bag that's good i don't (laughs) know if i could eat the whole bag
2: they're very faintly
1: sweet too which is Mm -hmm. they are Mm -hmm. which is very different from like a chip because normally you would find a chip kind of savory but it doesn't not have that saltiness to them like Mm -hmm. you could eat them and that could satisfy your salt craving but there's still like a little sweetness kind of like if you ever had like um those pop that popcorn where it's like cheddar and caramel where you kind of get oh
0: yeah i love that popcorn the chicago mix
1: yeah two of those flavors at the same time
0: yeah okay seriously this is is totally broken my brain
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing All right, second chip flavor, even though I'm trying one that's a little different from you guys. Okay,
1: Okay. I'm going to have
0: a drink of water to clean my palate. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Good idea. I can't
0: wait to get Brent to try these.
1: (laughs) This one's grape. Taylor's super excited to try the grape ones. I told him he couldn't try them until after.
0: (laughs) All right.
2: Oh, my God. All right, so I have a different one, which is cucumber flavor. And they they smell smell like like... bubblegum. Mine smells like cucumber sushi. (laughs)
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting.
2: It's very interesting. I yeah, really the grape it. one
0: smells it's like bubblegum.
2: Oh really? Like that like kind of fake purple. Yeah. yeah. It does, yeah. Oh man, I wish All I got right. that one now. All right.
1: I went to this the store to pick them up, like that um, convenience store mm-hmm. you recommended, and the guy said that grape one was the most popular, so I was like, I'm gonna grab really? that one. Mm hmm. Okay. It's re- <laughs> it's interesting cuz the ingredients say potato canola oil white grape soda se- seasoning powder I'm like okay. <laughs> so
0: the grape I taste it but it's not as strong as the lychee.
1: Yeah. You it can tastes- still taste more potato.
0: Yeah, it definitely tastes more potatoy, but you kind of get like that hint of grape aftertaste.
2: Um, the cucumber ones are wild. They taste exactly <laughs> like fresh cucumber. What? When you first really? bite into them, exactly like they, it tastes like you're eating a slice of cucumber out of the fridge. It's really, really like crisp and bright, and then it just fades into regular potato chips. So it only lasts for like a second, but it's very intriguing. Oh, huh. well, I kind of well
0: want to try that now.
2: Yeah, maybe I'll grab one of those. And I have to order the grape ones because that also sounds amazing. I really want to try. Oh my god, what a great
0: podcast, guys! <laughs> <laughs> so the grape ones, okay, they didn't blow my brain quite as much as the lychee, which I still can't wrap my head around. I, Is I, there... I think I, I might like the grape ones better. They're not as strong,
1: so you yeah, still get that not...
0: chip. Yeah, you still get that it... chip flavor.
1: Yeah, and they're like these ones. I think are they. Confuse my brain a little less,
2: the grape ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely confuse my brain a little less. They're good. I like. I like both of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that the lychee ones are my favorite, just because they were so not what you would expect from a potato chip. I like how different they are than any other kind of chip I've had. Like mm. the first non-savory chip I've had.
1: Mm-hmm. And I yeah.
2: just it's, Maybe- that
1: floralness is so. It's so nice on the chip. It's not something you would expect. I want to ask yeah. Lay's to make these part of their regular Canadian line. Because they're pretty good. I want to be able to just get these at like the grocery store.
0: We'll right? send them our review. Because
1: <laughs> I would definitely yeah. eat them.
0: Oh, I so think good. that when I, when I look at the chips, I think in my head that they're going to be salt and vinegar. Because they they're just look like plain chips, right? And that's what salt and vinegar look like. And maybe that's why my brain's a little confused, because I put it in my mouth expecting it to be salty, and it ends up being the exact opposite, super <laughs> flowery. And then my brain is like, whoop, does not compute, shut down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we broke Genevieve. <laughs> yeah,
0: a little bit. You broke the taste buds. So yeah, I, I recommend you, got anybody listening, I recommend you try these flavors. They are If nothing else, they taste good. They don't make you not want to eat them. And it's a very interesting flavor profile.
2: (laughs) Yeah, guaranteed you have not tried something like this before. (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
1: I think if I were going to rank them, so with all the other snacks, it's pretty high up there. Like, I would eat these again.
0: Oh, dang. I don't know where I would rank them. I got to look at my, what else have we talked about? So we had... My ranking so far is the pancakes are my favorite, then pork buns, then noodles, then the mochi, then the green tea cakes. Mm -hmm. This might... hmm. Go ahead. I'm thinking. I think
1: I would put these... Okay, so pork buns are probably my favorite. But then I would think I would put these underneath there. Because, like, pork buns... And these chips are something that I could definitely see myself eating as like a, oh, that's a really good comfort snack.
0: <laughs> Actually, that sounds like a good lunch. Let's go get some pork buns. <laughs> <laughs> and finish off the chips. <laughs> yeah. I think I might put them third. I think pancakes are still my hands down winner. It's going to take a lot to beat those pancakes. <laughs> and the pork buns were amazing. But I think I put them above the noodles.
1: Just wait until you try the pancakes when someone else makes them for you. <laughs> so we made like the fluffy... It's souffle oh pancakes. Um There's a couple of places in Toronto that make mm-hmm. them, but we tried making them on our own because everything is kind of closed right now. But it but was fun. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. And it's like a hundred times tastier if someone else makes it for
2: you because it's too much work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I've seen people make them online. It looks like a lot. It took yeah, like an
1: true. hour to make three pancakes. Yeah, oh it
2: God. took a long time, but they were... Sounds like it was worth it then. I definitely want to try some.
0: Yeah, just I couldn't share it. And I felt a little bad that I was like, okay, to Brent. I'm like, okay, you can have one bite and the the rest are mine. Because it took me a long time to make these. (laughs) Awesome. Delicious. Yes. delicious. Excellent snack break. (laughs) (laughs) So now we will go on to our next episode, which is episode... 12. Uh I want a boyfriend. The luxury cruise ship is a trap. <laughs> I love this episode. <laughs> this is another really good episode, too. <laughs> so uh this is the one where um <laughs> Jedi's plot is to have a romantic cruise for couples and seal steal their romantic energy. Um and well,
1: it's, it's not it's, really his idea, right? So Tetis the monster comes to him and says hey I've got this idea and he kind of just goes along with it I think he's getting desperate at this point
0: yeah yeah he's oh go ahead I was gonna say right off the bat we have a new kind of element introduced into uh, Sailor Moon about the monsters being more than just like kind of mindless fighting things fighting machines like She's actually, like, a favorite of Queen Beryl. So she's, like, a higher-ranking Yuma. Or monster. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, like, it's, like... uh... Very toxic workplace where they're all trying to get ahead of each other, and like someone's on a performance improvement plan, which is Jedi. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> everyone's working really hard to like impress Queen Barrel and get that you know monthly report in. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> get that energy. Exactly. Yeah,
0: but I I find because like up to this point, all of the monsters have basically just been servants of Jedi, like. Barrel's never even recognized that they exist they're just kind of like almost like Jedi creates them specifically for this scheme that he's doing but in this one it's the monster who actually has uh, for lack of a better term a brain <laughs> yeah. and is the one who is like this is what we should do and I, I think that's kind of an interesting little twist um, and the fact that she is currently more beloved of Beryl than Jedi <laughs> Who is supposedly yes. the higher-ranking general? Mm-hmm. So this is a fun episode, and so I love fun. the design of, of Thetis. She looks beautiful, and even yeah. as a monster, she's super cool looking.
1: Yeah, that is oh, so- like she's not like s- scary, but like she's scary like in a monster way, but she still has like that beauty. And it's really interesting because she's trying to harness energy from people who are in love. Like, um, and I don't know if we'll, we'll probably get to it at some point, but, um, it's interesting how the, this monster is trying to collect its specifically, like, heterosexual energy from love. Mm hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with, like, the time that it's coming out, but, uh, it's when, she starts collecting and harvesting the energy, and Ray and Ami don't faint. She's like, "Oh, where are your boyfriends?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yet we know that like Sailor Moon is pretty LGBT, yeah, plus like you know, fan- friendly and uh, but this is yeah a very heteronormative love cruise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, something interesting about um, the name Thetis or Thetis, uh like in the anime, is that um, in Greek mythology, she is a, um, like a water goddess, mm-hmm. a sea nymph, and she's the mother of the um, Greek hero Achilles. Yeah. And uh, kind of love that because her design is very, like, sea
0: nymph-esque. Yeah, and she has ocean powers. She has mm-hmm. sea water powers, which is yeah. really cool. She would make a fun cosplay. <laughs> oh, so fun. For sure. Like a wet wig could be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at the very beginning of this episode, um, Usagi really wants to go on this cruise. And she's trying to win this contest super bad and ends up with like 700 packages of Kleenex instead. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells Ray. That she really wants to be on this crew. So when Ray cheats and uses her psychic powers to win. And that doesn't even take Ray; Takes Ami instead. <laughs> okay, so, so like,
1: she doesn't cheat. <laughs> um, okay, so she's like harnessing her energy. And I have to say that after watching this episode as a child, I would do that. Where I would try to concentrate and do like that hand movement before anything that I really wanted to have happen. Where <laughs> you're just like you want to focus and
0: like yeah, achieve your dreams, <laughs> or win a cruise just to spite your friend. <laughs>
1: I love that. Okay, so my favorite part is that she—it's she's like you know who I'm going to invite, not you.
0: Yeah. She's like, oh, you really want these tickets? Oh, I just won them. Oh, do you want to come with me? No, sorry, I'm bringing Ami, who has absolutely no interest in going. Like the
2: pettiest. The petty uh, And I so love petty. it. I
0: love it. <laughs> and it's totally what a sister would do. <laughs> oh, God. And is just like, okay, I, gu- I guess I'll go. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and so then we had another instance of the disguise pen of uh, Usagi sneaking on board. And I love that Usagi was like, no, no, you're only supposed to use this to fight monsters. <laughs> She's like, I'll yeah, just get in the box. Let's go.
2: <laughs> like, what a teenage girl thing to do. To be like, I have this power. Why can't I use it?
0: So. Yeah, I really want to go, go, go on it. this love cruise by myself. <laughs> 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 they really didn't think their plan to win boys all the way through. Yeah, oh,
2: absolutely not. By
0: sticking onto this cruise. <laughs> but, uh, so I think.
2: Right. Oh, go ahead.
1: I think it's really interesting so this is where we see how completely oblivious she is to the monster's energy because she runs into the captain of the ship and everyone's like oh my god there's some evil energy here and she's like oh man he's dreamy and she's like making these heart eyes and she's like he's staring at me he must love me and at the same time even the captain's like oh I gotta be careful this one's like giving off some bad vibes. And she just
0: doesn't get it at all. But I got to say, Jedi with the tan and the dark hair is pretty hot. (laughs) Yeah, definitely an improvement. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny that, like, er, Luna's freaking out because she senses it. And Jedi is like, oh, I sense energy. And like you said, Usagi is just hard (laughs) eyes. I did it. I got onto the cruise and I stagged a man. (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) Oh Oh my god,
2: (laughs) it's so funny. Back to outfits, like, everyone's cruise ship outfit is super cute. Yes, and
1: it's interesting because their, like, color schemes kind of match, like, their
2: uh, Sailor Senshi uniform. Yes, Mm -hmm. And I love that. I like like I like their regular outfits where it doesn't match them at all, but like when they do wear like their, their color, I'm really into it.
0: And I, I kind of I also love when um, Usagi uses her disguise pen. Not only does she get an awesome new outfit in most cases, but I love that her hair changes. Mm-hmm. So in the episode where uh, they where Ami is introduced to Sailor Mercury, she gets that cute little bob as a doctor, yeah. and in this one, she's got like the super short hair. And it's so nice to see her with different hairstyles because she always has the buns. And the it's almost
1: cut. like like the Karen haircut, you know that <laughs> I want to, like let me speak
0: to your manager haircut. <laughs> and it worked. She got on the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I had to hand it to Asagi. I don't know if she thought of the plan ahead of time or if she was making it up as she goes, but she was like, when Jedi's like, you're not supposed to be here. She's like, oh, I got lost from the group that I was with, and I'm like. That's actually pretty good for Usagi to think of that on the top of her head.
2: (laughs) You know what they say that like unimaginative people make the best liars because they just say the simplest thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it
0: works.
1: (laughs) But she does think well on her feet when she's being forced to. Mm -hmm. She's not like the most clever person, but she's a pretty good problem solver
2: when she's pushed to it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, like in the previous episode where they meet Ray, I really love that like in order to bolster her own courage, she just turns herself into a flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That kind of energy, like, is just like classic Usagi and it's kind of why I love her. It's just uh she knows what makes her feel better. Yeah. She knows what she really wants. And what she really wants is to go on this cruise.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> she she definitely has that kind of like laser focus of Mm -hmm. I want this I'm going to get it and I'm going to use the magic powers that I'm not supposed to use to get it (laughs) Mm -hmm. when you know winning the million packages of tissue does not work
2: I have to say that out of all the energy draining um, techniques that the dark kingdom has used so far the disco ball has been my favorite and this isn't the first time we see a disco
1: ball as like energy draining
0: it seems to be like a theme yeah, because they used it for the um, the talent show one.
1: Yes. So if you go into a room and you see a disco ball, you run.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to drain your energy. <laughs> Especially in Juban. Yeah, but then Sailor Moon will show up and, and it'll be fine. You'll get it all back again. Okay. <clears throat> It's like Jubon is like the number one place for the study of narcolepsy and, and they're not entirely sure why <laughs> <laughs> that such a large population suffers from it so often.
2: <laughs> and this really was like their hardest battle yet. Like it was kind of like the mini boss episode.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So Usagi yes. Sailor Moon did a good job of basically distracting them so that Ami and Ray could transform, but then yeah, they still had a rough time with, with Thetis uh to to get her down.
1: Yeah. And then it looks like they were almost saved by Queen Beryl in this episode because like Jedi was prepared to like finish them, but he gets like called
0: away. Mm-hmm. Cause Beryl is pissed. <laughs> you know she's angry when, <clears throat> when you see her standing up. <laughs> But, yes, yeah, she's just, you, and I love that she's like, you killed my favorite Yuma. And that's when I was like, you have favorites? <laughs> God, I feel bad for all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, now we know that uh, Jedi is uh, at the end of his rope, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh,
2: I think this is kind of where we see the sailor scouts, like, working together and being like, okay, like, we know that there's bad stuff going on. And, like, this is the first time where they seem to have a clear idea of, like, who is the person behind it. And they're like, okay, like, we know that we have, like, an organization that we're going after and not just, like, rando monsters. Does that make sense?
1: But they've seen Jedi before. Like... And you'd think that they would recognize him by this point. <laughs> no, they
2: should know his name.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like <they> introduce <laughs> yourself, man. And all the Don't different versions of his name. <laughs> like that um, one episode where he goes by Jed. <laughs> yeah. Or Jay Dite. <laughs> or oh yeah, where he's the DJ.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jay Dite. Wah, Um but I also think that this is this episode shows is showing us more consequences um, in the Dark Kingdom so because as of right now we don't know that there's more generals we only know jedi and uh we also so you know you're at the point where you're like oh well if she's at the end of the rope with jedi what's what's gonna happen next like who's gonna take over as the bad guy so it's the beginning of the introduction of the other three generals which is good um And you, you really got to start seeing, you kind of feel for Jedi a bit because you start to see the consequences of him being like, oh crap, I really got to get my act together.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, well, that was my, what, third verbal warning. The next one is a, ri- he's getting written up. No, they just skip that
0: and go
2: straight to uh, <laughs> negotiation. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, what a good episode. So Mm -hmm. this one doesn't really have any trivia associated with it. Uh, Says in the Dick, I always say Dick, the Deke English dub, the tissues that Usagi receives as a consolation prize in the lottery were changed to bars of soap. Uh,
1: They kind of look like bars of soap.
0: Yeah, and the fat lady from the first episode can be seen again in this episode as one of the raffle customers. Huh. Apparently. Huh. Um, She's got different hair though. There's a still there's a picture of her, but I think she's got different hair. So
1: she I recognize her from the I think it's the one with the jewelry episode. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I think her hair was red in that one. Or is it red and brown? Yeah. So So, like it's the same people living in this town. You'd think they'd recognize that something's happening. (laughs) Oh, to be oblivious.
2: Yeah, it's the Sailor Scouts world. We just live here. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly.
1: I think I have like the episode that um, the um, outfit that Ami's wearing in this episode. I think I just ordered one similar like it online, so I'm excited for when it arrives.
2: Amazing
0: <laughs> cosplay. We'll get you a blue wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Luna's not too much in this episode either, to if I recall.
2: No, there's more people for, uh, for Usagi to interact with. So I feel like she's start, starting to take like a little bit of a step back. She's not as like, the you know, she's not the only person that Usagi can use as a sounding board now.
0: Yeah, which is a little unfortunate because, you know, it seems like as the further you go into Sailor Moon, the less important the cats are. Or Luna and, and Artemis. And they're up. so important to me. I know. And they're so I love them. It's like, oh, be nicer to Luna. Exactly. She tries so hard. She does not have an easy job. (laughs) No, she doesn't.
1: She's like trying to wrangle these like teenagers who are just like boy crazy all the time and constantly bickering. It's gotta be hard (laughs) to be Luna. (laughs) She's like, I'm just a
2: cat, but exactly. Luna would be the best Sailor Scout. (laughs) She could, Uh, she would.
0: She does become a a Sailor Scout in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Have you seen that one? The live action?
2: I have never watched the live action.
0: It maybe you should. So awful! It's fantastic. <laughs> so they start off Luna. They, they start off with a, like a computer animated cat, and I assume they ran out of money to computer generate because she's she goes between being a puppet and a computer generated cat that moves. And okay. then I think they ran out of money, so she ends up becoming just a puppet, and then she turns into a child, like a little girl. <laughs> with sailor luna
1: interesting i think we'll have to do another
2: podcast on that one (laughs) like a special episode
0: now i'm going to see if i can find a picture of sailor luna to send to you guys she's (laughs) it's an adorable girl so she starts off as this very odd cat Um, i don't think pretty guardian sailor moon was ever released in north america i have a fan sub copy somewhere um and she's an adorable little girl. I guess she kind of takes the place of Chibi Chibi. But then she turns into um, Sailor Luna and she's got cat ears and her, she's got a bell in the center of her bow. And <laughs> I don't remember if she has any powers.
1: <laughs> well, she must have some kind of, like, sailor power, right? Yeah. yeah. So,
0: she's awesome. very cute.
1: So, is there anything else we want to talk about for this episode?
0: I think we've pretty much wrapped it all up. Um, so I think yeah. it's yeah. Did you were you gonna say something else?
1: Oh no, I think that I was gonna say I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. well,
0: wonderful. I, yeah, thank you very much for uh, joining us, Ariana. Ariana. I knew I should <laughs> to say it wrong
1: because no I worries. thought about
0: it too much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, and for everyone else who's listening, you can find us on Instagram at Sailor Stacking. Um, we're kind of still ba- uh, piggybacking off of True North Nerds, the other podcast that I do with uh, my husband and uh, Kevin and Ryan, who will be guests on this show eventually. Uh, so you can find any information at truenorthnerds.com. Uh, and you can email us at truenorthnerds at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us at all. Um, And in the meantime, we will see you next time for Sailor Snacking. Bye. Bye.